What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackbine, joined always by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk or subscribe anywhere you get your podcast. The Pittsburgh Steelers, well, they tried, but the trade deadline has come and gone and no moves were made this season, despite plenty of reports, plenty of speculation, plenty of I mean, one tweet at one time sent the world crazy for a quick minute thinking a deal was in place, but nothing gets done. We'll dive into that and what it means for the Pittsburgh Steelers now and in the future. Meanwhile, Kenny Pickett says he's playing on Thursday night against the Tennessee Titans. Can't throw a football, or at least that's when it hurts the most. We'll uh, we'll dissect that. Our keys to victory for week nine against the Titans and our score predictions. As always, for Thursday night football, it is a cold and snowy Freezing. day in the berg it uh it was flurrying out there as i left real early i want to say how you how you feel my friend but man can't be feeling good on a day this cold right no i'm i'm freezing i i can't like <laughs> i'm a space heater up in my room but yes. once i leave my room it's freezing in the rest of the house like i gotta yes. like i it's this is brutal this is brutal I, what like what happened it, it changed so quickly everything everything just Slips right out of your fingers so quickly. So quickly. It's uh that that was the Halloween. Like it it was yeah. freezing yesterday, warmed up for like an hour and a half so that everybody could go trick-or-treating. And then this morning it was like winter is here. You will not be warm again until until maybe May. Possibly I'm a June guy. I'm a Pittsburgh doesn't warm up until June, so hopefully by June it's nice again. But yeah, it wasn't man, I'm there's a lot of people out there. I was talking to a lot of people yesterday who were like, Oh, I can't wait for the cold. No, I'm not a cold guy. Never been a cold guy. I've lived in Pennsylvania my entire life, so I've dealt with it, obviously, but it sucks. It is the it is the worst time of year. Yeah, and it doesn't end. Like you said, like it doesn't end until no. until it's 90 degrees again. Yeah, exactly. And then your body dethaws, and then you got three months to enjoy it, and everybody's going to complain that they're sweating, but I digress. Let's dive into the Pittsburgh Steelers trade deadlines. No trades were made despite plenty of reports that they were pursuing Chicago Bears cornerback Jalen Johnson. At the end of it, he he doesn't end up anywhere. The Pittsburgh Steelers stay put. At one point, there was a tweet sent out there. I don't want to call anybody out, so I won't name names. That Levi Wallace was on the move. That never came into fruition. He, uh, He put on his Instagram, I don't know if you caught it yesterday, the little eyeball emoji right before practice. I think that sent people into a frenzy for a hot second. He stays put. Jalen Johnson stays in Chicago, but Jordan Schultz says that they made a quote-unquote very strong push to acquire the 24-year-old corner from the Bears. I mean, are you upset that no trade got done? Did you expect a trade to get done after you saw the reports? What were your thoughts as the deadline hit yesterday at 4 o'clock? I mean, I was ready for a trade to get done. Um, I was expecting it. Um, I was prepared prepared for it, but quite honestly... I think this team has everything it needs to, like, as far as personnel, everything it needs to be good. Uh, yeah. You got to do some things first, but you got to, you know, get healthy. You've got to actually like execute on the field and everything. But I don't think talent, uh, when you look at the Steelers roster, is is the issue. Um, and I think you know, last week, uh, you know, that loss to the Jaguars is coloring a lot of what we view about the Steelers right now. But you know, going into that game, they were four and two with. Yep. Three really good wins and two losses to contending teams, uh, to potential playoff teams. Uh, they were ugly losses, but 
I, I still think that they are in a position to compete with the guys that they have on the roster right now. Like I said, you gotta gotta get healthy and gotta actually put it together on the field. But mm-hmm. you know, I'm not. You know, after after you get over kind of the initial disappointment of, oh man, Jalen Johnson was coming here, like I was sure of it. Uh, you kind of look at the roster and you look at the situation that they're in, and you think, okay, well, they can still work with this. Like we were still. There's no reason to be less optimistic about a team that stood pat uh, at stood pat at the deadline. Yeah, I agree. I think that even you know getting Johnson would have been great. That would have been a really strong move for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But they still took a step forward yesterday by kind of double downing on that Joey Porter Jr. was going to be the starting corner. So that's a step forward. You know, to me that's that's a win. It would have been nice to team him up with somebody. I'm still concerned about the safety position if. Minka is going to miss some time or extended time because of the hamstring injury. I don't know how you're going to approach that just because, you know, Miles Kilber is not a guy that you want on defense. Patrick Peterson would have been nice to bounce back there, but now you're taken away from the cornerback room. Very confusing, very complicated stuff. But I do still think that just making Joey the starter takes a step forward. That is progress. At the end of the day, I, I kind of looked at it like, if they were making a strong push, if they were really, really trying to go get Jalen Johnson and it didn't work, I have a hard time believing that it was Omar Khan saying, yeah, well, we're not giving up anything more than a fifth round pick. Okay. For, for Jalen Johnson, I feel like the bears were asking for an arm and a leg. And at some point Pittsburgh was just like, look at, I get it, but this is a guy on an expiring contract. We could probably get him in the spring. I mean, maybe he's going to have competitors, but there's no need to give up too much for a guy that has question marks moving forward with his future in the NFL. That's that's where I stand on that. Like if you if you made the deal and you gave up a a second round pick, I'm not I'm not saying that's a win. You know, I'm looking at that going that's that might be too high for a guy that you don't even know if you're you're going to be able to keep in the spring and you just gave up a second round pick. That that could be a double loss for a team that, you know, like if this is Philadelphia, if this is San Francisco, I saw Dallas's name tossed out there as a team that was approaching them. If it was one of those teams that you kind of look at and say there's a there's a real possibility they work their way through the postseason, end up as a Super Bowl contender, makes sense. For the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, you're helping them get to the playoffs. You're probably not helping them win a Super Bowl, at least not this season. It doesn't, you know, that's where the line is. Like everybody wants to compare, like, well, the Philadelphia Eagles went and got kevin byard and you're like yeah that's a great move for a team that might go win a super bowl this season if the pittsburgh steelers went out and got jalen johnson maybe they win like 10 games instead of nine games and they still might get past the first round of the postseason like i just i feel like at some point you draw a line just because of where you are in the cycle of the nfl yeah those teams you mentioned san francisco dallas philly they have the luxury of not really needing to look beyond next year or this year, quite honestly, like they can, they can throw all of their eggs in this basket because they are that good and winning a Super Bowl makes basically everything worth it. So if you think that's a move that can put you over the top, then you obviously do it. But the Steelers are not as far along in their development. Uh, They are much further away from that goal. And so you got to kind of be realistic with them and, and think about, okay, well, are we going to mortgage our future? Are we going to give up these long-term assets? Because, I mean, look, like Jalen Johnson's a great a great player, but if you give it up a second-round pick for him, Joey Porter was a second-round pick too. Like Exactly. If you think about it that way, like you can you can find a starting quarter 
pretty easily in the draft, like with with a pick like that. So you know, don't uh, I mean, don't want to say very easily. They had to jump yeah, through some yeah, hoops yeah. to get that. But I mean, if there's if there's starting talent at corner in the draft that you can go get, and you have evidence of that, then there's no need to to waste a pick like that on a rental. Yes, exactly. That's and that's the big thing is it, it could be a rental, and that is kind of the second component to this is that I don't think the journey for Jalen Johnson is necessarily over yet. I have a hard time believing that a guy that said, "Hey, can I please go try and go to a different team before the deadline?" is going to sign a contract with the Bears. I feel like he's headed towards free agency in the spring. Right now, his spo track value is. That I mean, it's it's a little absurd. Four years, seventy point three million dollars is his estimated next contract. Seventeen point five million dollars per season. I'm gonna look up where that sits in the cornerback ranks as we stand. But I mean, just just for like comparison, Minka makes around eighteen million dollars a season right now. Cam Sutton last year signed for a little over eleven million dollars a season with the Detroit Lions. Seventeen and a half million dollars is ridiculous. I mean, it's, you know, maybe if he's good for him, I'm always for players get in the bag, go make as much money as you could possibly make in this thing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I still think that they're in this. I think that they are a team that could contend for him in the spring. And he's definitely a name to watch out for. I would expect that if they do land him, it is a much smaller number than 17 and a half million dollars a season. Yeah. You simply cannot afford that. Like I no. Like uh, Jalen Johnson, very good player. Is he Minka? No. Like you cannot no. afford to pay him like Minka. So yeah, no. I uh, thanks, but no thanks. If you if you actually want to come to a contender or a team that can compete like us, like you might have to take a pay cut because yes, I I, I can't think of many teams that would pay that much for like many teams that can contend. I I guess I should say that would pay that much for Jalen Johnson. Yeah. So just to uh, just to toss it out there, I I think that. Things get very, man, this is Spotrack's like breakdown of, of cornerback contracts is very weird. Um, but the cap hit for the top cap hits for corners in 2023, Adoree Jackson at $19 million. And, and this is not, you know, this is not the exact number because Denzel Ward's making $23 million and Trayvon Diggs making $22 million. But a guy like Marlon Humphrey, or Denzel Ward, his cap hit this season is $12 million. Both of them, $12 million. You know, Tredavious White, $16 million. I feel like, you know, you get them in that 12 to 15 range. Cool. You're invested in a corner, I guess, depending on, like, where you could come up with cap space in other areas. Once you start pushing towards 20, man, you're just... Go draft yeah. somebody. You know, like, where... And, and, again, I think a lot of it plays into... How good are the Pittsburgh Steelers in the second half of the season? How good is Kenny Pickett in the second half of the season? Where are their biggest concerns? Are they able to replace Matt Canada after the year is over? Like, if you walk into the offseason, you have no answer at quarterback, and you're looking for a new offensive coordinator, I'm not spending a bunch of money on a corner. I'm just I'm just looking at it and going, all right, maybe next year we got to see what we could do with a quarterback. I mean, if Kenny turns it on, that that changes things, but I got a hard time believing that's going to happen. I agree with you, though. Like, you know, you're not spending Minka Fitzpatrick money on a, on another guy who, I mean, also currently only has three interceptions in the NFL. So that's, you know, it's a it's a tough it, it's a tough place to uh, to be if you're Pittsburgh. That being said, I mean, you know, he goes for 13. I think the bigger question is if it's a reasonable number, 
do you think the Pittsburgh Steelers have a real shot when teams like Philly and San Francisco and maybe Dallas are in the mix for this guy in free agency? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't, I, you know, I, I think I understand what you're asking. Like, I mean, and we've talked about it, you know, literally a couple minutes ago, like uh, those teams are certainly further ahead in their development. They're closer to a Super Bowl, maybe, but yeah. uh, I don't know. The Steelers are a real contender. They're real, like yeah. in, in a league that, that is, that is this wide open at the current moment. Like, I don't know. I like, it's not impossible to see one of those teams, one of those elite teams that we probably multiple, like I expect when we get to the playoffs this year, a bunch of these teams that we see as elite right now are going to end up losing in like the first or second round. Yes. Like there's too much parity. These like the separation between these top teams and, and the, the, that second tier in both conferences is not as big as, as it might appear in the standings. So I think if you're a player, you know, that especially like you, you, or you are on the field, you see these guys up close and in person. So yep. I, I don't think, I think while the reputations are at very different places right now, the Steelers are not as far off competitively and in real football terms from teams like Dallas or, uh, or Philly. Yeah. I, I think that depending on how the second half of the year goes, I agree with you. You could look at them and say, Hey, well, we're right there too. You know, we might be a step below them roster wise or, or, you know, record wise, but we're, we're pretty close and we've made some noise. I also think that at some point you got to factor in the Mike Tomlin effect. I've never, I've never once met a free agent who was like, yeah, I came here just because the Pittsburgh Steelers were super cool. No, every single one of them goes, yeah, I want to play for Mike Tomlin. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, I just, I heard great things about Mike Tomlin. I heard great things about the Rooney family. I want to come to Pittsburgh and be a Pittsburgh Steeler. At some point that, you know, that plays an effect. And I'm sure that plays an effect in San Francisco and Philadelphia and and maybe Dallas, but there's a there's an influence there when it comes to Mike Tomlin that I think plays a pretty significant role with these guys, especially young players. I also think that having the ability or the opportunity to build a cornerback room with Joey Porter Jr. would be attractive to a guy like Jalen Johnson to come in here and say, Hey, look at we're the we're the future of this position on a really good defense. Let's, you know, let's make the most out of it. I think that could help help as well. I agree. I, I don't think that just because, and I think a lot of people, I, I had people DMing me and tweeting at me and hitting up the YouTube comments and stuff like that saying the Steelers would never be able to compete with a team like the Eagles or the 49ers. I, I don't necessarily know if that's true. You know, I think if, if the Steelers lost somebody and the Eagles called like Terrell Edmonds is a prime example. If I'm Terrell Edmonds and Philly calls me after I just spent a couple of years in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm going to Philly because I'm trying to win a Super Bowl. But if I'm a free agent coming from Chicago, Right. Pittsburgh yeah, the calls. I'm different. like, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like different from Chicago. Exactly. Like you're this is an upgrade no matter where you are. You might as well go to a team that you really want to play for and a coach that you really want to play for. I think that could uh that could play a big role. All right. Moving on from the corners and the trade deadline. No moves were made. Kenny Pickett takes the podium yesterday. It was a busy day for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Very, very busy day for the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is what happens when you cram everything into 48 hours. Kenny Pickett says yesterday that he is for sure playing on Thursday night against the Titans, does not care about the injury. He says that right now, you know, trying to get some torque in a throw is when it hurts the most, but he'll uh, he'll be able to throw it well enough for the team to win. That's what he said. The Steelers yesterday held a, what they called an intense walkthrough. 
That was their practice. It was not a full-blown practice. They will go through a full practice today, and then we'll get the practice report. I would imagine that Kenny Pickett pops up as questionable, if I had to guess, or no injury tag at all. But I, I think for sure they will at least give him an opportunity to go into tomorrow. They're not going to shut him down no matter how bad today goes for him. And nobody's allowed to be there. There's no media presence. There's no nothing. These are players and coaches. They will see and get the final results without anybody watching. Says he's going to play. Says he can't throw a football or, or he could throw a football well enough, but that's when it hurts the most. I mean, concerning is what are your thoughts when you, I think there's a lot of ways, a lot of emotions to feel when you heard that. What were your thoughts? Well, I am concerned uh, yeah. that the quarterback uh, has experiences a lot of pain, the worst yes. pain when he throws the football. Yes. Uh, I'm concerned because that is like his primary job. Uh, it is It is number one in the job duties. Well, and if this was like, I don't even know, uh, what's a team that like runs the ball like 60 or 70% of the time? Like, Oh, uh, Cleveland. Cleveland, yeah. If this was if this was Cleveland, like and if you could just hand it off to Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt, you know, fifty times a game, that'd be awesome. Like I'd be, I'd be like, okay, that's fine. We can work with this. Uh, yes. But I don't know. I don't think the Steelers are built to win with a quarterback who can't can't get a little zip on the throw. Can't look. Uh, can't look deep. Um, this is this is a problem. This is a real problem. I think uh, you kind of just gotta hope that Kenny. Feels much better over the next forty-eight hours. Yeah, uh, yeah, more, yeah, forty-eight hours. Yeah, give or take. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, whatever. Thirty-six um, to, to just about. Yeah, a day or two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta hope that he he figures it out uh, and feels somewhat better because this is. I mean, this is everything. Like throwing yeah. is significant for a quarterback. I don't know how else to put it. Like if you're. Experience t- experiencing tons of pain every time you throw it. I-, I have a hard time believing that you'll be able to throw it well enough to beat an NFL defense like of any kind. I, yes. I-, I don't I-, I don't get that at all. No, no, it's uh, it's concerning. Look, it, I know that in the NFL there are there's a little vitamin T, a little vitamin T shot you could take. You could take cortisone shot. There are ways to get things injected into your body where that rib pain doesn't pop up until Friday morning. It's more so of like how good are you physically? I get that there's no pain, but there's still some restrictions. You know, nobody's like, oh, well, my rib it has a bunch of damage to it, and which there's no structural damage, which is huge. But my rib is in a ton of pain, and I'm going to get hit like maybe two or three times during this game, and it's not going to come back. Like that's when it becomes very concerning for me. And I, I just think that... Look at Kenny. If Kenny says he's going to play cool, I believe that he's going to play. I believe that he's confident in himself enough. I also think that to a degree, business decisions have to be made. Mitch has to be, you know, if I'm the Steelers, Mitch is is preparing to start. Kenny starts if he could on game day, but Mitch is ready to go in there because I would just anticipate that at some point Mitch has to enter the game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because I also like that's my question is is he like one hit away from That's what I mean. from getting knocked out like this thing feels real precarious and like you said I appreciate Kenny being tough and and all that but I don't know, like toughness for toughness sake doesn't doesn't do anyone any good. If you're not no. if you're not ready to go and if you're not able to play at your best then 
being tough isn't exactly a bonus. It's not exactly something that we should we should be happy about because you know if you're playing through enough pain that it hampers your ability to throw, then because and and that's clearly what it like. I, you know, he said he'll be able to throw and throw well enough for this team to win. That's yeah. not that's that not. The- I'm going to be able to throw normally, you know, <laughs> and like his no. Very concerning answer. And we have not been impressed by his normal throwing even when he's healthy. So, like, this is, this is, it's continued, it continues to be diminishing returns on, on, on his arm. And, and it's just, man, it's, it's, it's real concerning. And like toughness, like I said, only gets you so far when, when that's the case. Yeah. And I think it's different. Like, if, if you're Lamar Jackson or, I don't know, any of these mobile, uh, Jalen Hurts, where you do as much damage on the ground as you do through the air. Like, I get it. You know, you want to go out there and you say, hey, I, I could do enough. Like, OK, cool. Like, I believe it because you could you could go make plays with your feet and, or with your legs and continue to carry an offense. Kenny, Kenny hasn't done that. Kenny's not a running quarterback. He's got the ability to run, but he's not a running quarterback. And that limits him to throwing the football, which, again, like you said, we haven't been super impressed with. Now you're going to limit that even more. The bigger question, you know, how much of the playbook is now limited because Kenny can't do everything that he's supposed to do. I think it's very concerning. I get that from the Pittsburgh Steelers standpoint, you want your starting quarterback out there. I get that, 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 you know, it makes things a lot easier, especially on a short week. To some degree, as bad as Mitch has been at times, I think you're taking less risk and limiting yourself a little less if Mitch is your starting quarterback on Thursday. That being said, though, you know, Kenny goes out there and he's feeling real good off those. I don't I don't know what shots they give you in the NFL these days. I, they switch up, but whatever shot they slap in his rib, if he takes one, this is all speculation. If they slap a shot in his rib and he's feeling A-OK for four hours, cool. You know, no worries there. But if there's any pain, I mean, I think it could be uh, – could be a little worrisome. There's also the storyline of Kenny Pickett versus Will Levis, who will, you know, that that will obviously explode and everybody's going to make a huge deal out of that one because Kenny Pickett drafted last year. Will Levis comes in here last week, lights up the boards, four touchdowns for the Titans. They look alive again. People are going to be comparing them all night long. Now, do you look at this as an asterisk? Do you look at this as like, a, well, Kenny's playing hurt, so whatever, or do you think it actually, you know, do you think it actually puts a, more of a damper and more of a concern on there if Kenny goes out there, plays poorly, and Levis lights up the board? Um, I think you can spin this however you want. If Kenny stinks, <laughs> man, oh, he was hurt. You know, he never had a chance. You know, this yeah. is. Uh, but if he plays really well, really well, then you're, then you're all over it, and and Kenny's yeah. the best thing, best thing ever. Um, I don't know if the, like, will there be many comparisons between. You know, Levis like- and Pickett, just because I, because Pickett was drafted the year before. Like the Steelers were going to take him. To, it's not like they were waiting on Will Levis to come up. Uh, and you I feel know, like the they- young quarterback thing. That's what. Yeah, because because Rappaport said it, or maybe it was Schefter. As soon as Kenny said it, somebody quote tweeted Brooke Pryor's tweet saying that he was going to play, and said Pickett versus Levis. And I went, oh, okay, people care about this. Because I was with you. I, I felt like two different draft classes, but I guess two young quarterbacks, the future of their franchises, maybe that's where people go with it. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I understand that part. Um, but I think, like, when you frame it like that, it's always a, oh, well, we could, you know, if, if Kenny doesn't play well and Levis does, it's a, oh, well, we could have had this guy. And I don't know yeah. if that's necessarily true. That's like, 
I think that's my point, like, is that this isn't – there'll be comparisons, obviously, but it's not like a um, – it's not like a what. It's not uh, – I don't Bryce know. versus Stroud. Yeah, it's not It's yeah. not a situation where you could have had either guy and you went with one and you picked the wrong guy. Um, yeah. This is this is just another young quarterback. So may, you still do look at it and say, oh, man, like maybe we shouldn't have invested in this quarterback. Maybe there were mm-hmm. other better quarterbacks that we maybe should have waited on. But if you're the Steelers in the situation they were in when they were in a position to draft Kenny, I don't know if you go in any different direction, right? Like you're not you're not picking another position saying, okay, we'll get our quarterback next year. You know, yeah. like you're, it, it seemed like Kenny was their guy all the way through. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Like, I, I think it's tough to compare quarterback on quarterback. I do think it, it puts Kenny in a little bit of a corner if he plays bad, because now that's two young, I guess three, cause Brock Purdy, three young quarterbacks mm-hmm. that he has looked really bad against, you know, like, or, and even if he doesn't, I, yeah, no, cause he did look bad against Stroud. He looked real bad against San Francisco. If he looks bad against Tennessee, like that's three young quarterbacks who have come in here and look good against the Steelers. Meanwhile, I mean, their young Trevor quarterback Lawrence. looks terrible. Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, Lawrence is another one. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and I get it. Like Trevor's different, but yeah. he's still in that. He's still in that category of like, these are the guys that are going to build their, these are where, like, this is the next generation of the NFL. This is who the Steelers have. Steelers guy isn't holding up with these other guys. I think that storyline could certainly be there, which could be super concerning. I think that anytime you're going to play a young quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, that is the assessment is, okay, well, Kenny either looked really good and looked like he could compete against this team for the next 10 years, or it looked like the Houston Texans are going to own the Pittsburgh Steelers for the next however long, or the Jacksonville Jaguars are a huge threat to the Steelers in the playoffs for however long, like, or God forbid you meet San Francisco in the in the Super Bowl. There's no chance there because Brock Party and Kenny Pickett just aren't on the same level. I think those are those could be concerning, you know, for the Steelers. But I agree with you. Like it's not like a it's not a one on one comparison. It's more just like yeah, Kenny has another opportunity to either improve his stock or drastically hurt it. And the more he hurts it, even with a, an injury, concerning, definitely concerning for the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right. Let's focus on tomorrow night. Pittsburgh Steelers, Tennessee Titans, Acrisure Stadium, Thursday night game. Kenny Pickett's probably going to play. Who knows what's going on there? Will Levis coming to town after four touchdowns, just like we said. DeAndre Hopkins is very much so alive. That guy, uh, you know, we made fun of. Why would the Steelers go get DeAndre Hopkins? Yeah, well, about 48 hours after we said that, he looked damn good. (laughs) He He looked damn good. Your keys to victory for the Pittsburgh Steelers. In what a week nine now in week nine against the Titans. Yeah. Time flies when you're having fun. Um, That's what they say. I, I, my big key to victory is you got to make it hell on Will Levis. You got to make life hell for him in that pocket. TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith have to do their thing. Uh, I think you also got to get better pressure up the middle. I think, you know, yep. Maude Adams, I thought had a big tackle for loss against the, the Jaguars. He said decent season. Larry O need more from him too. Keanu Benton, like, Let's really get after this guy. Like, pin your ears back. And I don't know. You don't love the idea of leaving your corners in your secondary, especially without Minka Fitzpatrick to hold up against a guy like DeAndre Hopkins. But yeah, I don't know. You got to do it. I think. I think you are going to have better success if you pressure Levis, you make him uncomfortable. I think that's the better option over just kind of sitting back and, and letting your DBs try to contain, contain DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Tennessee lets up the they're tied for the sixth most uh sacks allowed 
in the oh. NFL. So uh, I think you're going to have plenty of opportunities to get after Will Levis. And if you can fluster a young quarterback, I feel like that's the easiest path to path to a win and getting back in the win column. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I like that approach. I, I feel like it's been a couple of games now since TJ and Alex have kind of disrupted a, a ball game. You know, yeah. like enough to say like, hey, like the Steelers won because of this and it shouldn't always be on them, but it is superstars, man. Like sometimes it should be like, that's that's... what I'm saying. Like, you know, that's how the Steelers are built to win is, you know, we need splash and and those two are the splash. Yeah. Splash brothers is already taken. We can't use that (laughs) one, but they are the splash for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I agree with that one. I want to say stopping Derrick Henry is the key to victory for me, but I feel like that's way too mainstream. I feel like everybody knows that one. You let Derrick Henry go loose. I mean, it's Derek freaking Henry. What do you get? What are you expecting? You let him run for 170 yards and you're telling me that the Titans are going to lose a ball game? No, that's not going to happen. You let Derek Henry run wild. They win, but that's an easy one. I'm going to go the other way. Just like we talked about, the Steelers aren't necessarily, you know, designed to win on the ground. Okay. The Steelers got to do enough through the air and they got to protect the ball enough where they, A, don't make dumb mistakes. B, control the clock and see move the ball stop trying to go for 40 yard passes with a quarterback who could only throw 35 yards instead utilize Deontay Johnson's short routes utilize George Pickens on those slants utilize Jalen Warren and Najee Harris as receiving options and Allen Robinson as a short route and Connor Hayward as a short route utilize your options who could pick up 10 yards a pass you know just keep it very comfortable for Kenny Pickett keep it quick for Kenny Pickett don't let him sit in that pocket and make things uncomfortable and give him an opportunity don't give the defense an opportunity to take him out of the game you know I think he gets hit one time you're starting to worry he gets hit two or three times there's an opportunity or there's a real shot that this rib becomes a factor and he's either not able to finish or he's not working at 100 percent and the Steelers are in trouble your passing game has to be short and efficient. And if it's short and efficient, Kenny doesn't get hit as much. The clock is on your side and you continue to move the ball. You know, the Steelers, where the Steelers make mistakes most of the time is they throw a 30 yard pass and yeah, Deontay's open or George Pickens is open, but Kenny misses the throw, you know, or Kenny rolls out or doesn't see anybody fast enough. Uh, it seems to to be like a revolving door of problems. You keep things short and simple. I think that's the best way to go about it for uh, for a game where your quarterback's nicked up. Yeah, absolutely. Just can't put this in Kenny's hands. Uh, you yeah. got to rely on. You got plenty of playmakers. Let yep. them make those plays instead of a guy who might not be able to throw. Quite honestly, like this. <laughs> like let's let's make life as easy as we can on him yes. um, uh, in this game. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, week uh, week nine. You you did you pick the? No, we all picked the Steelers last week, didn't we? No, I picked the Jag. Uh, oh, I did. No, I picked the Jaguars. Did you pick I think. the Jaguars? Yeah, but right, I thought so we're much closer than this. We're we're we're. That's all right. You're still climbing back. At this point, I think you're. I got you by one game heading into this week. That's a that's a good place to be. Heating up in the second half of the season. Here. That's right. That's right. Playing our best ball when it matters most. That's what I'm saying. Back back nine score predictions, at least from from you. The Pittsburgh Steelers, Tennessee Titans, week nine, Thursday night football, injured quarterback, rookie quarterback. There's so much going on here. Your score prediction for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Tennessee Titans, week nine. I'm back on the Steelers this week. Uh, I think it's 21-17 Steelers. I think they pull out a win. I think Will Levis comes back down to earth a little bit. 
Steelers will be able to run the ball uh, decently well, well enough. Uh, but I also think the defense helps them out. I think they get uh, at least a couple turnovers off of this uh, off of this uh, this Titans offense and Will Levis. And they set him up with some good field position that the offense capitalizes on behind Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, and they they get out of there with the win. It's close, but you you get a win, you're you're feeling much better about yourself, and you kind of ease some of the anxiety that that came out of last week. Okay, okay. Did you? Man, that's tough. That's tough because I was I was going Tennessee. I was really? going Tennessee. I was, but now. If you're optimistic about the Steelers, that changes my mindset a little bit because I was like, oh, okay, nobody's optimistic about the Steelers this week. Maybe we should be. Maybe we should be. I'm going to say... You know, I'm, always, I'm always zigging when people are zagging. That's you can true. Never, you can never pin me down. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick to my guns. This is the first time all season I'm picking against the Steelers. I hate to do this. I want everybody to know this. I, I like to stay optimistic. I like to stay you know, in the, in the, in the good light and the good eyes of our favorite people on the planet, which are Pittsburgh Steelers fans. I'm going Tennessee Titans. I'm going to say Will Levis continues to ball out. Minka's, Minka not being there is huge for the Steelers. I think that is so overlooked and something that's going to cause a lot of problems. I'm going, oh man, I'm going to go, I'm going to go 27. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm going to go 27. 17 Steelers lose by 10. Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one on Thursday night. I do not feel good about it. I don't, I just don't feel, feel like the offense is going to click. I don't think that they're going to get enough. I don't think Kenny's going to, going to have himself a good game. I'm nervous about both of those things. And then I just think Will Levis is going to ball out and there's going to be like, I I could just see the Friday morning storyline of the Steelers have issues at quarterback. This is very concerning. And Will Levis showed another example of why. 27-17. Man, I hate that score. I hope man. I am so wrong. I'm just look setting this, it up. Look at, the, look at the media, Steelers fans. They don't believe in you at all. They're <laughs> haters. They want this team to fail. That's I'm setting disgusting. it up for an opportunity for us to go into week 10 tied. You know, with a good, with a good, this is this is how you finished off last eight weeks of the season. Things get exciting. That's I'm just setting it up. I'm setting the stage. Or I'm right and things are wrong and nobody feels good on Friday morning. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. With that, we're heading out of here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash All Steelers Talk. Find us anywhere you get your podcasts and check out all of our work at allsteelers.com and all of our pit coverage at insidethepanthers.com. We will be back on Friday to recap the game, bring you all of the biggest headlines from Thursday night football. Enjoy a very cold frigid terrible ugly weather day in the city of pittsburgh but that's okay there's football tomorrow night peace